The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Isn't it ironic that if truly it is a story about listening, that he would begin the story with a famous listener? Remember Samuel? He was not always the prophet. He was once the little child. Isn't he the one that said, Speak, Lord, for your servant heareth, for I'm listening? A famous listener. The story begins with him. Rule number one, for pathfinders of all ages, rule number one, listening is very important. It is more important, however, to know who you are listening to. Remember that. Learn to recognize the voice you listen to. Listen carefully. The world is full of voices. But it's no secret that God gave you two ears and only one mouth. Because God expects us to listen a lot more than he expects us to speak. Uh, Not always things followed closely by pastors who stand behind the pulpit. Because it's our job to speak. Nonetheless, we go to verse 2. First rule. Listen, but be careful. It's more important to know what you're listening to. But verse 2. But Samuel said, the famous listener, he says, how can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. Oh, there's something wrong here. Because the famous listener is not listening anymore. He has the audacity to ask God, are you sure that's what you want me to do? The famous listener has ceased to truly listen. If God says move, we ought to move. If God says stand, we ought to stand. But in this case, God says go. And he says, are you sure? He may kill me. Isn't this the same Samuel? Well, which brings us to rule two. Listening is not an, is not an intuitive skill. It's not an instinctive skill. It is something we have to learn to practice daily. Listen to the voice of God. How do we listen? You are challenged daily to take some moments in the Word of God. To take some moments in prayer and listen. Because if you don't, if you don't take time to be in the Word, if you don't take time to practice, it does not come easily. Trust me, I know. I'm a principal. I know that people, for the most part, do not like to listen. They like to speak. And particularly people who enter the ages of middle school and high school. If you want to know anything, ask a child that age. They know everything. They will have the answer. They are the best parents. They know how to best parent themselves. Let them, give them, ask them, how should I do this? They'll tell you exactly how you ought to parent them. Well, what I'm trying to say is it's not intuitive. We need to learn and practice to listen. That's the lesson here. In verse 3, God reminds Samuel, the famous listener, listen, I'll tell you what to do. Just do it. Just go. Just do it. Take your oil and go. Uh Uh-oh, but there's more. The movie continues. Verse 7, follow with me. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I had rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Not only had Samuel forgotten how to listen, he was now getting the wrong message because he was listening to himself. He had forgotten It was his own voice he was hearing. He was getting the wrong message because it was his message and not God's message. Which brings us to rule number three. 
Hopefully you've remembered rule number one and rule number two. Rule number one, it's more important to know who you're listening to. Rule number two, practice listening because it does not come instinctively. And number three, it's not enough to listen. You've got to know what to listen for. Not just who to listen to, but what to listen for. Otherwise, you will be confused. It's easy to listen to ourselves talking, and we fall in love with the sound of our own voice. It's easy to listen to messages from others, and there are messages everywhere. We are what we wear. That message is out there. The outside is most important. Image is everything. Substance is secondary. Those are messages we hear constantly. But Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And they follow. Life will send you pathfinders of all ages. Messages, many messages, beware. Beware what you listen to. Make sure you know what you're listening for. And now the plot thickens. Now the plot thickens. Verse 11. So he asked Jesse, after having gone through all the older brothers, you know their names, Minadab, Eliab, Shema. move on. He goes through all. And he said, are these all your sons? Because God told him, no, none of them is it. Oh, Jesse says, there is still the youngest, but he is tending sheep. Samuel says, send for him. I will not sit down until he arrives. Ah, now enters David. David, after he's gone through all the sons, where's David? He's the star. Tending sheep. In other words, he was in Pathfinders. He was the pathfinder alone of all of them. He was the only one who was away. Pathfinders. Why? Wouldn't that be the obvious question? Why isn't he here with the rest? Why isn't he here at the meal? Why isn't he here where the action apparently is? The prophets. He's at Pathfinders. What's the point? Let the sheep take care of themselves. Somebody else can do that. He ought to be here. What a nerd. What's he doing in tending sheep? What's he doing that for? A loser. Ah. But they failed to understand rule number four, which is why we're here. Before you can learn to listen to God, you must first learn to listen. And that's what Pathfinders is all about. Truly, have you not realized that half the time you're in Pathfinders, you're listening? They tell you where to go, where to stand, how to stand, where to move, how to do it, how to tie it, how to paste it, how to cut it. You're learning. You have a choice to make everyone someone tells you don't put your patch like that. It goes the other way around. Or that's the way you hang your sash. Or that's the way you tie the, 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 the kerchief that goes around your neck. This is the way the uniform is worn. This is where the belt, this is where the buckle. All those things, learning to listen. But beyond that, it's teaching you a lesson that in life, before you learn to listen to God, you must first learn to listen to parents and teachers and pathfinder leaders and pastors and kind, compassionate, handsome principles. <laughs> you got to learn. You got to learn to listen. Because if you never learn to listen to people you can see, how will you ever listen to someone who you can't see? David learned many lessons while with the sheep, while in Pathfinder Club. He learned patience and perseverance. He learned obedience. He learned discipline. He learned strength and bravery. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. He was there all the time. Listen to his story later on. He conquered the bear. He conquered the lion. The sheep was my addition. I mean, the, the tiger. Be faithful in the little things, God says, and you will be faithful in the bigger things. 
because every experience in our life, Pathfinders, is an opportunity to learn and grow in your listening skills. So now we get to chapter 17. Having learned the first four rules, learn who you're listening to, practice your listening skills, know what you're listening for, and learn to listen now. Here we go, chapter 17. Then the Philistine said, here it is, verse 11, This day I define the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. What in the world happened here? Something is wrong. The king and everybody, it says, everybody in Israel was what? Dismayed and what? And terrified. Wait a minute. Dismayed and terrified. Those were fighting words, weren't they, an army? One man define an entire army? Why did they even have to listen to his rules? Why did they have to let him set the rules? Have you ever thought about that? We always listen to the story. You've got a vast army, and one tall guy stands up and sets the rules. If I was in the army, I said, where's 10,000 of us? We can take the one tall guy. But no, instead they listen and say, okay, your rules, your rules. Oh, we're scared. He was challenging the God of heaven and his army. They, I trust, I believe, they had not learned the lesson of David and of the pathfinders. They had not. They were listening to the wrong voice, number one. They were listening to the wrong message, number two. They had not learned to listen along the way. They listened to their own heartbeats. Boom, 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 boom. They did not listen to the voice of God said, I am with you. They did not. They listened to their own heartbeats. They were not pathfinders. They were bunker dwellers. And bunkers are good places to be in, but you don't win a war sitting in your bunker. you got to find the path. you got to move you got to move and press forward. They became dismayed and terrified. And here we go. Enter David. What did he hear? Did he hear something different? All they heard, the entire army and Saul, heard the Philistine. That's what they heard, and that's all it took to put them back into their bunkers to hide. David shows up. What did he hear? Well, here we go. Verse 23. Follow with me, chapter 17, verse 23. As he was talking with them, that is, his brothers, who he came to visit. Remember, because he was just sent to, to deliver supplies. As he was talking to them, Goliath the Philistine, champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David, the Bible says, heard it. So he heard Goliath, number one. He heard the message, your God is worthless, your faith is foolishness, believing is for the weak, I am strong, come take me. Just one person, I will prove it to you. How did David react? Well, it doesn't say, it just says he pressed on. Verse 28, that's not the only thing he heard. Second thing he heard, when Eliab, who's Eliab? His older brother. The one that had been passed over. He was in the army. He was one of the bunker dwellers. But he heard that David was around snooping. He said, wait, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men. What was he? Never mind. He burned with anger at him. Instead of burning angry at the Philistine, he burns angry at David and asked, why have you come down here? 
And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. That's the second message he got, even from his brother. The giant he would have expected. His brother says, wait a minute, what are you, you're biting more off than you can, you know, what are you doing? You're too young. You're, too, you're just a boy. Get out of here. You're just being nosy. Go back to your room. Go back to the sheep. Go back to your toys. Go do whatever kids do and leave the fighting to the men. Failing, obviously, to reveal that he had spent the last day in the bunker. How did David react to Eliab's message? You can't do it. You're too young. You're too puny. You don't, you don't, ah, go away. He pressed on. Because we get to verse 33. Now the king is talking to him. And King Saul replies, you are not able to go against the Philistine and fight him. You are only a what? You're only a boy. And he has been a fighting man from his youth. Ah, the old experience thing. He heard it. You can't do it. You've never fought. You ever fought a giant? You ever fought a giant? Have you ever fought a giant? Any of you have ever fought a giant? Had Saul ever fought a giant? Had Eliab? None of them had. He said, he's been a fighting man since his youth and you're just a boy. You don't look the part. Not only you're, that was, he heard earlier that he was just a boy. But now Saul was saying, as a boy, you don't even look like a warrior. You're too young. You can't do it. You can't do it. He heard it from Goliath. He heard it from his brother. He heard it from the king. And what was his reaction? Well, obviously we get to verse 43. Because he still has to hear from Goliath again. Second helping. He, Goliath, said to David, remember now, David has pressed on. Am I a dog? Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistines cursed David. The Philistine cursed David by his gods. David pressed on. Having heard from Goliath at a distance, having heard from Eliab up close, having heard from the king, now he faces the giant face to face who now curses him in person and to his face. He made it personal. Before he'd made it general, now he made it personal. Just looked at him and said, what, am I a dog? Why are you coming to me with sticks and stones? But David put his game face on. He collected his little stony ammunition. He secured his sling. And what happened? Why and how? Why and how, I have to ask, could he stand before the giant, having heard everything he heard when everyone else cowered? Why? David had learned, learned, tending sheep in Pathfinder class. He had learned to listen. He had learned to listen. He knew who he listened to. He chose what he listened to. He chose who to listen to. He recognized the voice. David had learned to listen. He listened to the voice of his friend, and he recognized it. He did not listen to the voice of the enemy, regardless of whether that enemy had the face of a giant or a brother or a king. If they detracted him from what God had told him he could do, he would continue. David distinguished between God's truth and Satan's lie. And the rest is history, because you know the story. You know the end or the rest 
of the story. So, now it's 12 o'clock, and all of us as pathfinders, young and old, are in a battle of our lives. We all are. A battle to defend what is noble, what is pure and kind and true. A battle to push back the forces that defy God and his kingdom. And he's entrusted that to us. We are the army. Maybe an army of one, but we are the army. It is a battle between good and evil. Two forces facing each other today, every day of your life. And your life is the battleground and the trophy. Two forces, both making bold statements about, for, or against God. Both sides making statements about how valuable you are or how worthless you are. My question today as we close, who will you listen to? Who are you going to listen to? Will you listen to God? Will you be able to distinguish his voice from all the others that try to convince you otherwise? Will you choose to believe his words when the world tries to convince you that it's not true? that it's not worth it, or that the price is too high? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. We're going to close here, because these are the words that God tells you today. He says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, little David's, little Esther's. I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil and to give you hope and an expected end. Who will we listen to? I want to challenge you today, little Davids of all ages and Esthers of all ages, that God has called, he is calling and will continue to call all of us to great things. If we listen, he will accomplish his purpose in you and in me. May God fulfill his purpose in your life. Let's pray. Loving God, we are all your children, all of us. Every day is a pathfinder moment. We ask that you lead. But as we learn through life lessons each day, that we have to learn to recognize your voice and to hear your directions. Teach us to learn today and every day to recognize your voice, to choose you amongst all the voices in this world, and to follow. And when you come, may you find us standing and praising and longing for the moment where truly all the battles will be over and we will be able to enjoy eternity of peace with you. Because the enemy has been vanquished. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.